All right. Wait, hold on. I didn't know you. You said you were ready. I didn't know that you were ready because you didn't say, okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. And you know that I have to change the scene. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Two dudes that game reviewing things. I got it that time. There we go. Got a, got a good name going. And we're here looking and reviewing and uh, breaking down episode three of season one of The Last of Us. And we had a. Um, I think there's. Did you say episode one, season three? No, I said episode three, season one. Okay. No. Pretty sure I did. I recorded back and see if I did the opposite. I don't know. I don't know at this point, man. I'm tired. I was up with my son all night last night. He was just not wanting to sleep full energy, like playing freaking his eye. I'm like sitting in my room and we still have a monitor in his room. You know, he's four. Yeah. So I can hear like noises and I'm like, the hell is he doing? And I go into his room and he's got his iPad underneath his covers and he's sitting there playing it. I'm like, how did you, where did you go get this? He's like, oh yeah, I walked downstairs and went and got it. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. So he was wide awake. You know, what's funny. My wife normally goes to sleep probably about the same time as your four-year-old son. And last night she was wide awake until 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. We were watching Yellowstone and... Yeah, he uh, he did not not want to sleep last night, and I was trying to keep him from waking up his mom, who has to get up a lot earlier than I do uh, for work. So, um, <laughs> I spent a lot of time just sitting in his room, staring at him, being like, "Nope, you're going to sleep. Sorry, mm-hmm. bud." Uh, but anyway, we're here. We're trying to get this get through this episode, which um, I think is going to have raving reviews from the general media but i think as fans i'm mixed i got mixed decisions in in this one um probably not for the reasons people are expecting but it's like a fine line you gotta walk almost it's weird yeah i'll I'll lay this one over to you and say what what how, how do you feel this this episode did as a whole. We'll kind of start there and then we'll start doing a little walkthrough. Okay, so I just want to lay this out there. As someone who hasn't played the game, I don't know anything about Frank and Bill. I didn't even know who they were. I did know that uh, Nick Offerman was playing this, this character that I was excited to see him in a role. Um, I didn't know who he was playing. I just knew he was in the show. The episode was incredible the episode was very well written the acting was absolutely phenomenal loved everything about it and then the ending happened and i thought to myself this is just like that episode back in lost where they the, you meet this random couple you spend the whole episode learning about them and then they get killed by spiders at the end and no one in the main cast even knew who they were and they buried them and i was like i just spent an hour learning about these two awesome characters. This was amazing. And then they're gone. And I was like, well, well yeah, we kind of jumped right to the end they, there. <laughs> but how did that, 
I mean, I'm assuming if anyone's watching this, they've seen the episode. No, so no, how it I'm, ends, not, but, I'm just. But it. I, yeah, I. I don't. I don't understand how it. How it. How it does anything for the whole of the story. I mean, maybe there's more as, as the season goes on. Maybe there's some flashback scenes that relate to this, but like. And so, then I wake up the next day to see all these raving reviews. The Last of Us is crushing it. This is the best episode. This is going to go down as an episode in history. And I'm like. Are they watching the same? Sh- is there something I'm missing from the game that is going to happen from this? Well, because- I, you know, I think you always have to look at the aspect that it was two gay men in this episode. So there, there is your raving reviews right off the bat that the fact that they did that. But I'm like, if they didn't do that, I would have been furious because Bill was gay in the game. So it's not like they made a big change here. They just followed the game. Now, in the game, we never meet Frank. Frank's dead. Like, we, we, have, we have never met Frank. We don't okay. know who Frank is. We've never seen Frank. We just know Bill's there. And we hint that Frank and Bill, we know Bill is gay because, like, Joel asks, like, where, you know, where, like where's Frank? Well, Frank's not here anymore kind of deal. And Bill doesn't want to talk about it. So we know that there's a deep relationship there kind of like the relationship that um joel had with tess you know like i'm just not going to bring this up we're going to move forward um yeah i kind of have your same sentiments here i don't i don't want to take anything away from the actors and the acting and like if this was an hour and a half long movie you know it was phenomenal but this is like kind of episode three, kind of an anchor episode where you're expecting some something kind of big to happen, kind of to set the tone for the rest of, of your episodes here. And we move five miles. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. We, we This is an entire flashback. Now I did think it, it did open up the door for us to know that even if we lose characters, we may not lose them in the show. We may get to see other things from them because Tess comes back for a little yeah. bit in this one. So, you know, we might get those characters coming back. So do we lose them as a whole completely? Maybe not. But do we lose them as moving forward in the story? Like with the game? Uh, yeah, they're, they're not going to progress forward. They, they're, it's over with. So let's kind of get into the breakdown of the episode. I think we both have the same feeling here. Um, you know, if this was just an HBO hour and a half I mean, it's an hour and 15 minute episode. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was if this was just a small, you know, movie, I think I think all of those reviews are valid. But the fact that it's an anchoring episode three of the last of a story. Exactly. I, I'm 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 upset that you made me. Really care and fall in love with these two characters and their drive and desire to create something beautiful out of this terrible world we're living in. Like it's this, this beautiful love story in the middle of the worst, the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I'm like, okay, these guys are going to make it. And and you just rip that from me. And I think maybe if it ended in, in without the double suicide, like this poetic ending, because in all honesty, that doesn't feel like bill. 
Yeah. Like it doesn't, it, it feels like this bill. It doesn't feel like the game's bill. You know what I like? And you haven't played the game. So you, I, I just, it, it's not, I'm just like, ah, why, why did you make me like them so much? Like, why did you mm-hmm. have to do this whole thing? So anyway, let's go ahead and go through the episode and take us, take us through it, James. Uh, here we go. Hey, bear with me. This is your, this is your thing. So what I thought was interesting is there's no, uh, there's nothing before the opening credits. No, you just jump in. We've gotten conditioned over the last two episodes. Well, because the whole thing's a flashback. flashback. So it's not like we're just getting a little bit of information, then we're going to go in the story. It's like we're getting a little bit of information from them and then the flashback. So yeah, Yeah. we've reversed our um, process here. So we go right into the opening credits and next thing you know, it pops up to the river and you see, um, I believe this is Joel trying to, I don't know, rinse off his hand. Yeah, he's rinsing off his hand and he's also creating like a headstone for Tess at at the same time with stacking of the rocks. That's um Yeah. So there's two things there with stacking of the rocks. One um one they're used for navigation. So if he's going in a way that he doesn't necessarily know the direction, you can stack rocks in order to give yourself bearings. And the yeah. other side that you can use that for as a semblance of, you know, the headstone that he's creating for Tess that has, you know, passed and uh got blown up in the last episode saving them so we find out we're 10 miles west of boston so they've moved a little bit i guess more than five miles like you say well no no, no. they're five miles away from Bill bills so i'm saying from the point that we meet them here to when we get to bill and frank's they go five miles in this in this episode yeah so you see uh joel walks up and Ellie's just leaning against a tree with his jacket, and she says, do you want your jacket back there? He's not, like, having any conversation with her at all. He opens up some food. He chucks it over to her. She starts eating. And, of course, just, like, she goes back to being a kid. I've never been in the woods. Like, she starts having this, like... There's a lot of bugs. Excitement. There's more bugs there, and Joel just does not care, does not want to talk. Yeah, Joel wants nothing to do with it. Finally, Ellie breaks down and just says look it's not my fault what happened to Tess don't blame me for something that's not my fault you needed a truck battery and a truck I was your way to get it you volunteered to do this no one made you do it so don't blame me yeah and and you know what she's got every right to say this she's 100% correct Joel's there pouting and trying to blame her for his decision and wasn't her fault. It was, it was, it was the nature of the beast. There's nothing you can do about it. Joel doesn't really want to have any kind of conversation with her, which I think is funny. She finally gets up, hands him the jacket, and they start to walk a little bit. And that's where she does say how much longer. And he says a five hour hike, five hour. Okay. So not five miles, one one mile an hour. They gave us 20 years in five hours. Yeah. That's fine. Um, they start to walk and they have this, like, I don't know, just this weird, like changeover where it's like, Oh, they've walked about an hour. So here's this transition to this next thing. Well, I think it's, it, there's also some kind of, I think it's just setting the scenery and how they're, you know, it's, they're not walking through like streets. They're kind of taking, uh, you know, a back way. And, and, and I think what they're trying to portray really is the wilderness has taken over. 
Yeah, and the thing I like here is that uh, Joel's very much head on a swivel, constantly looking, and she picks up on that, and she says, is there a lot of infected out here? And he's like, nope. And she's like, well, then what are you looking for? And he's like, other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, so you know, Raiders you and all the other Raiders issues. I mean, because be there's one then, thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, then he just kind of goes, she kind of goes on and says, um, you know, what are Bill and Frank nice? And he's like, Frank is. <laughs> Frank is. And then she wants to know about the scar on his face. Like, is it something lame? Did you fall down the stairs? Or did you, you know, did you get shot or whatever? Is it something cool? He's like, I got shot. And, and she just goes on and on like, they missed or they suck or do you all suck or what happened? And are you just not good at shooting? And he's like, people just miss a lot when they're shooting. It just well, I think that's the funny, like, it's interesting there. And I love how he said that because he's like, it doesn't matter. You miss a whole lot more than you hit. Like if anyone's been shooting, they know that. You know, shooting a moving target or, or from distance or anything like that is not easy. Um, and I'm wondering if that scar, you know, I don't remember, but did he get that? With I was thinking Sarah? That he got it from Sarah. Yeah, I was thinking that it came from the incident with Sarah. Yeah, on the way he that just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, that was my thought too. But then I thought this was funny as, as they start to get out here. Um, Ellie, again, for the third episode in a row, brings this up and she says, uh, well, seeing it's just the two of us, you know, I should probably carry because she notices the extra gun on his waist and he doesn't even glance and nope. eye at her. He's just like, no, D- cuts yeah. her off right immediately. And it's that kind of fun little banter that you can tell. I don't know if this is just to portray that he still doesn't trust her because at one point in this, he wanted to see her arm again when they were still in the woods. That's one of the first things he said. Let me see your arm again. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, he's not 100 percent trusting with her um this episode i think is where you he starts to uh learn to care again i guess is the way you could you could put it i think that's that's the only thing we may have gained from this episode is joel is is going to start to gain uh, the understanding that he needs to bring his humanity back in order to do this one more thing um, so then she moves over to like the, uh, my favorite comment in this whole episode was where he's looking around. She's like, you, you have no idea where you stash the stuff is. He's like, I'm zeroing in on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they, he forgets yeah, where he this, hid his stuff. They get up to this gas station and, and, uh, and he doesn't, he's like, well, we stash stuff here. And she's, he's like, she keeps asking questions. I like, as they're walking in, he's like, you ask a lot of goddamn questions. And she's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Like just a kind of a smart ass. That's my know, daughter. Teenage. Like when she said that my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, yep, that's our daughter. 100% a comment she would make, uh, and just continuing to nonstop ask questions. And then I found this was super interesting. And I don't know if this, you know, as they walk into the gas station, she noticed something. She freaks out. And turns out it's a Mortal Kombat arcade machine. And I thought this was hilarious because she's like, oh, my friend knows all about this game. And, and she goes on and on and on about all the characters in it. And especially this one character and how they swallow you whole. And I was like, all I kept thinking was like, did they have this in a QZ? Or did she just learn from her friend about this game? Maybe they had a you know gaming magazine or something. It could have been either. I mean, I'm sure they found more of them. And they would be the... Honestly, the ones that would be 
easy to renovate and keep them going because those parts were made to last forever. Yeah. Um. So it could have been either, but I think it also is a hint back to, um, I can't think of her name, but the uh, the girl she was with when she got bit. Riley. Uh, Riley. Yeah. So I think that's also probably who she heard it from. Okay. So uh, they go through that, and then she basically is just immediately bored because she's a teenage kid. And he's looking for his stash, can't find it. So she starts wandering around. She's like, well, I'm going to go look for other places and see if anything... He's like, everything's been picked over. She's like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So she starts wandering around in the back room, and she eventually finds this hatch. Oh my, I was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Really? You're going to jump down in the dark hole. It's a fungus, girl. That you know grows underground, and I'm like, but it's just, it's just like, okay, she's gonna, she's gonna get bit again. Like I know, like care if she gets. I know, but she, like they said earlier, she can still get ripped apart. She's not immune from getting ripped apart. Well, she's curious. You know, Joel kind of holler. He hears some noise, so he says, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Yep." She decides to jump down, turns on her flashlight, and seems pretty safe down there. Now, I mean, somebody's bunker. Yeah, but all of a sudden she finds... What does she find in there that she's super excited about? Well, which which part? The tampons. Yeah, she finds them. So, I mean, she's a teenage girl and yeah, is so at, the, at like the right store. age that would, yeah, would need to, to have, you know, feminine products. And yeah. I can't imagine that they're, you know, easy to come, come by. So yeah, I think that uh, absolutely, and that would be. I was like gold for her, but but it's one of those things where if you really think about it, like Joel would never think to pick that up. No, so she's one hundred percent right when she's like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Like you're not looking for the same things I'm looking for. So I mean, she's smart enough to know that. Yeah, my needs are different than your needs, and you're not going to consider them. So I'm going to have to go find my own crap to keep myself going. Well, then she hears this noise and she spans around with her flashlight. It turns out it's a uh, infected and it's buried under a bunch of rubble. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this guy, because if you look behind there, like the steps are gone where the, with this, there would be st- like you can see the planks where they would have had wooden steps in for you to get in and out of this. So I'm wondering if someone just threw this guy down there that turned to try to save themselves and he's been in there. And how many times has Joel and Tess been here like does does Joel know that that thing's down there because they obviously stash stuff here so they may have never even gone back there and looked so what I find interesting is she gets really 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 close to this infected and at first I was like what if the fungus like tells all the other fungus that that they're there I started getting really nervous but she has this curious it's like she just wants to really understand what this is so she takes her knife out and she cuts this slit across the top of his eye and i was like what is she doing but i guess it's just more of a curiosity right is that what you would chalk this up to yeah i mean i think there's i I think one it's a curiosity and two uh, after you see what happens right afterwards there's an anger that that she has and almost a a a sympathy killing at the same time where she she ends up stabbing it in the head Mm. um because there's there's a human in that body but i think by cutting it, if it had a bled, 
it would have been more like it was human. But since it was the little fibers coming out at that point, it's you would look at it as it's completely gone. It's no longer a human anymore. So I think by by doing that confirmed her want to stab it in the face of like, am I stabbing a human or am I stabbing a pure infected? And at that point, I think it's a pure infected. It's not a a human. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not they're not bleeding. There's no blood. There's just this, you know, the white fungus. So Joel starts to hear a little bit of noise and he starts, you know, getting a little curious as he's picking through his stash that he finally found. He yells back to Ellie, doesn't hear anything. He gets up, starts to walk towards the door and he's like, Ellie. And she's like, yep, right here. And she walks out. She pulls up the tampon. She's like picked over my ass. She walks over to where Joel's stash is and sees that he's putting a gun back in there. And again, putting the AR back. Yeah. She asked for the gun and he's like, there's not enough bullets. So it's not worth taking out. And, And he's right. So like, I mean, if you really think about it, that the weapon that he has there, um, you know, the, the rifle that he's using, that rifle ammo is going to be very hard to come by. And the other part is it's not the easiest to uh, re, you know, create your own bullets and rechamber and all that stuff. It's not like they have it laying around. So in the game, ammo scarce, like it's super scarce. That is one of the biggest difference which when you go through the levels of this game, from easy into the insane mode is just the amount of lack of resources that that you have at your disposal. Now here's where, you know, Joel back to being his negative Nancy self. Good Lord. This guy is a complete buzzkill for her all the time. They come across this crash plane. Now. Yes. I think Ellie's smart enough to know that was an absolute disaster and people probably died on the airplane. I'm sure she understands that, but instead she turns it into, Oh wow. Playing like, did you ever get to fly in one of those? Like, I would love to fly. And you got to remember, she was born after this started, right? So yeah. this she's never been in an airplane. And he's like, yep, I've been up in the sky. And she's like, oh, it must have been so cool. You're so lucky. And then he's just like, well, they, were, they got to fly too. It's like, good Lord. Just yeah. let the girl have a little bit of joy for once. My but but he doesn't have any. Like, that, that's the thing. There isn't, there's nothing happy for him. Everything's gone. Everything's dead. And, and moving on and I think that's the difference between someone who's only known this to be able to look at the bright side of things because this is all I've ever known to someone yeah. that's seen the world in a better place because to her this is this is it like this walk is like the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah and, and to her infected are just infected they're just there we've always they've always been there so then they start going walk a little bit more and of course Ellie can't shut up. She's got to ask plenty more questions. But this conversation, I think, is really important. We finally get to maybe kind of understand what happened over that weekend when this outbreak started. She kind of asked, so just one day everybody was fine, then the next day was bad. And he says, well, kind of started on Friday. By Monday, everything was gone. And they go through this a little bit. He kind of wants to know, like, didn't you learn this in school? Because she's like, I bet a monkey started this. I'm sure it all started from a monkey. And he's like, didn't you learn this in school? And she's like, yeah, Fed- I went to school, Fedra school. They don't teach us how their shitty government ruined the world. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of like that. Well, and I think, I think what it gave us really is a timeline of like, hey, this distribution company distributed this, you know, this grain. The more grain you ate over the course of time, you know, it takes X, you know, 48 hours for it to, you know, the more you ate, the faster it got infected. And, you know, day one, day two, day three, 
Yeah, it's over. Like, like that's that's why it started that way. And, and if you really think about it, that's how fast it could happen if it got into the food source. Like, grain is shipped around the world super quickly and made fresh a, a lot of times. So, yeah, um, you know, got into the pancake mix, got into a bunch of different stuff that they had. And, yeah, bread, cereal, pancake mix, yeah. and it just kind of made me everything that they did not eat. They didn't eat yeah. the first episode. So I thought that was pretty funny. And he says, uh, yeah, you know, the first day goes on. They started to get sick. Afternoon, evening, they got worse. And the one thing I, I thought was interesting is that he talks about people getting bit. And she's like, well, how did the first person get bit? That's a good question. Well, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. How did the first one get bit? Well, they didn't, they didn't get bit. It was in the food. Yeah. So, like, there was the whole thing was... It the fungus mutated and found a a carrier within the you know sucrose that it needed in the in in the flour essentially grain and the you know, the sugar that's in the grain and the flour the carbs and yeah. hitched a ride and then got into humans and then was like oh I can live in here because I've already learned to adapt to these warmer climates that uh, I've had to do because of global warming and all of these different things so. Then you kind of get where Joel doesn't want to stay on the road. They're continuing to walk. And Ellie being Ellie is like, no, uh, the road's easier. And I want to see what this thing is that you don't want me to see. And it was kind of funny because we just had this moment where Joel is like uncompassionate, uncaring. And then he's trying to do something nice for her here of not walking past this mass grave. Um, And really, it kind of shows you again, the infected are the infected. The humans are the really dangerous ones. Yeah, and what's crazy is that she's like, well, how, you know, how this masquerade be in here? And he says, well, basically the government went through and started going through the small towns to collect people up, putting them on buses, saying they're going to a QZ zone. And, and they, they would kill them, and they would kill them because then, guess what? We don't have any natural, we don't have any resources. So, um, yeah, we don't have enough room for you. So we're going to kill you. And Ellie says, well, why not just let them be? And I thought this was really interesting. And he says, because dead people can't be infected. Yeah. I mean, that, and it's, it's sad to limit the, the think about it. We're talking about a government that's already bombed their major cities. Like they're not, they're not afraid of killing things that they think might be infected or could become infected. They did that with Sarah. They did that with Joel, just even the thought process. Now that was during mass hysteria. So you would think like after they've kind of controlled it a little bit and they would have these testing protocols, but it was before they had the little scanners on the necks. Yeah. Um, but it's also, we don't have the resources. We broke down. Like go, just, just think about all the things we couldn't do when COVID first hit. And that and was like this. nothing yeah. compared to what we're talking about here. Exactly. Now I like this transition. They show the fabric on the ground and then they, they transition to this uh, mother who of course is holding a baby, so you've already got it in your thought, well, great, here's all these people loading up on this bus, they're about to go get murdered at that grave we just saw. Yep. So, I thought it was great uh, work to give that human feel there to everyone, and as the government and the soldiers are going around the, the town, crossing off doors, very symbolic of things we've seen over the years in our own history, you finally see this person looking through security cameras, because you see these I think they're what Panasonic security cameras mounted yeah. all around this house. And uh, turns out this is Bill. Yep. And he's in this hidden bunker just looking at all the 
different cameras and making sure the soldiers are gone. And it's just kind of funny because he's like, not today. <laughs> no, not today. You new world order jackboot yeah, yeah. fucks. Not today. You new world order. <laughs> I just love, I was now when I heard that, I was like, I love that new world order jackboot fucks. Like great. That's <laughs> good. So I love, uh, he, they finally go, so he starts to go upstairs, and I love how it pans around the room. He's got a guns and ammo magazine. He's got the sulfuric acid. Very much a... He's a prepper. I mean, he's got... Survivalist. So many guns. Survivalist. Just cracks me up. So he's a prepper, survivalist. Hey, man. You, uh, you can make fun of him until the world goes I'm not making fun of him. I'm no, just but saying, I'm just saying the world can make fun of these prepper guys until everything hit, shit hits the fan. And I'm like, aha, I was right. No, he has a, a well-kitted arsenal and a really nice wine closet as well. Yeah, that's that true as he's going up there. Yeah. So he comes up and he's, you know, coming up all soldier-like. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And he gets out and he realizes he is alone. No, I think he knew he was going to be alone. Like, he wanted to make sure he was alone. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he yeah. finally, like, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I can take I this alone. mask off. And then Ender... Why don't you go ahead and take a little bit from here? What does uh, Bill end up doing? Well, so he, um, he he does what any good survivalist would do. He decides to start raiding stuff. So he gets his truck together. He goes immediately. To, immediately. Like this dude's like, okay, everyone's gone. Everyone's out of here. He, and he, well, so it was kind of confusing. I didn't know what he was doing at first because he takes his boat with him. Yeah, I was thinking, and I'm like, why the hell is he taking his boat? Like, is he gonna go in the? And I'm like, and and, and immediately me think, well, affected may not be able to swim. Like, if I'm in the middle of like a lake and I just come in and out, maybe it's a good place for me to live and hide. No, he was using his boat as a trailer to go uh, pick up all the supplies from the Home Depot that he was picking up, and then he realizes they shut off the power. So. This this part is a little little stretch, but I guess if you're a, the the survivalist guy that this is supposed to be, you would know. Maybe he works at the plant. Like I I don't know here, but how do you just go into a like a natural gas power plant? He knew and exactly know what to do. What to do to turn your your heat your gas back on and the power back on? Like he knew exactly where that gas line was and where to turn it. So. You can tell he's been planning for this for a while. He's been prepping for a while, and he knew exactly what he was going to do when, you know, S hit the fan for him. And um, he's got a generator in the backyard, cutting down trees. He puts up the fence line. He, you know, he, this dude starts building barricades. Um, he's putting pipes up to shoot stuff at people, traps in the ground. I mean... He goes out and hunts. I want to say that it was a deer. He cooking himself some venison. And, you know, he has a good meal that night by himself. Like, I mean, what, what cracked me up about, he didn't just, like, go kill something and eat. This guy had, like, he went as it was a five-star Michelin chef. Yeah, I mean, this dude is like... his meal and had an amazing presentation yeah. of it on the plate. Well, I mean, come on, man. You're not expecting it from the kind of guy you think he's going to be. I mean, he's got um, chickens, he's got everything. Yeah, he's ready to go. And then um, he's sitting down eating dinner. <laughs> Another great mo Bill moment, which is why I'm so upset that Bill's not continuing. Uh, here comes this infected walking along, and he's watching on his uh, Panasonics. 
And he's it's just like, he's, a, like an episode that he's yeah. watching. It's and, not and like, like he's alarm, looking at like entertainment. You know, the alarm goes off and he's watching and he's watching and he's just like, it's not like he's like wanting him to turn away. He's like, keep coming, keep coming. And he's got this uh, trip wire set up with a, uh, uh, basically a shotgun shell that's, that's set on here and boom, comes across, blows his head off and uh, down goes one infected. And he just kind of sits there and shakes his head. And he's just like, that doesn't get old. Which tells you this has happened multiple, multiple times. So multiple we times. go over more than like one day here of him getting everything prepped on that time. And um, then you kind of get him come in. You see he's got this radio frequency on his fence. And he just kind of starts to live his life, goes out and picks up the materials he needs. And well, we get four years later, time jumps. yeah, we jump four years here and, and now we're in 2007. So we go from 2003 from when they evacuated to 2007 and he's built, you know, he's continuing to build uh, his armament, really like his stuff and keeping himself entertained. And then, um, and I love how it shows the, don't tread on me flag and things like yeah. that, because I think that's really setting it's right the tone around of, when it started. Like this is when yeah, all those things it, really picked up. Yeah. And it really sets the tone on what kind of person Bill yeah, is. This is a like, survivalist prepper has. ready to go. Like I'm, I'm no, no bullshit kind of person. So then as he's down here, I don't know, grinding on a grinder, like it's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know what he's making there, but he's like, like fi I guess fixing the grinder that he has. Um, another alarm goes off and it looks like something has fallen into one of the pits that he has. Uh, so he kind of finishes up what he's doing. He heads out, he goes to the fence, you know, he is decked out, you know, he's got, uh, you know, um, rapid draw pistol holster on the leg with the, uh, you know, 12 gauge shotgun with the hole strapped up like this dude's yeah. ready to go. He's, he's ready for more than one encounter here. And as he's walking up to the hole, what does he hear? I'm not, I'm not infected. infected. <laughs> I'm not infected. It's a human. So, you know, and, and someone that is it kind of still, freaks him out. Yeah. Still in control of his body. Cause it, does, you know, this doesn't seem like it's a, a city here. This is a little bit more of a remote town where he's kind of expecting these guys. And, and I got more of like a walking dead vibe here. Yeah. Well, of, you gotta remember it's been, been four years since he's talked to a human probably. Yeah. We're, we're assuming that that it's been that way, but we wouldn't know. Um, so we have this guy that falls into this hole, you know, Frank asks us if you, you know, um, I, we don't know his name yet. I'm sorry. Bill asks us if he's okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm just kind of bruised. And then he walks away and the dude in the hole is kind of like, man, this guy's just going to leave me down here. And he comes back with a ladder, lets him out with a ladder, but, but somehow has gotten a hold of one of these scanners. So as he's coming up from the ladder, he doesn't trust them yet. He's got him held at gunpoint and he, you know, puts the scanner up to the neck and kind of pokes him and shows that it's green, which we've learned like red is red is dead. Green is good. Yeah. You know, well, at that point. What I thought there is, okay, he must have had some sort of contact and he knows what's going on in the world to eventually get that scanner. Yeah. He he's, to, he's, right? he's, he's fought somebody from Fedra, took it from Fedra, knows someone from Fedra. Um, so he's got something from the government to what it's, it's he's want to. And now he's like, you know, I'm trying to get to Boston QZ, the guy in the hole. And uh, this guy's got some balls on him to be like, yeah, well, I'm actually really kind of hungry. You know, like, could you just feed me? Um, my name's Frank. You know, I want to eat. So 
I find this funny here. Can we just talk about this dialogue real sure. quick? Real quick here. Um, I like how Frank gets up. He's like, I'm going here. And he's like, it's so many miles. Go this way. And he's like, well, when I say it out loud, it doesn't feel like it's that long. Oh, he hasn't and, eaten in two days. And he says yeah. out loud. It's like, it hasn't been that long. And Bill's like, well, you can just go. He says, first of all, my name's Frank. And he's like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Frank. If I feed you, then every bum you talk to about it is going to show up here looking for a free lunch. Like it's Arby's. And this, and this is not an Arby's. And I love the response. Well, Arby's isn't Frank free. Says, it was a restaurant. Well, Arby's didn't have free lunch. It was a restaurant. Yeah. And and I'm, like, I'm not sure what we're supposed to get from here, but it was funny. It was funny. And then Frank realizes Bill looks at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Is that what you're like? I'm holding the gun <laughs> to you and you're trying to make jokes right now. Like, I don't know that- if he was making a joke. He was just more making like a, a statement like, but, but at this point, it's almost like two guys that are so matter of a fact that yeah. they come to this realization that they might be a little bit more similar than they think. But, but here's, but here's the thing that's even more <laughs> interesting about it is that I think he's willing to make that comment with a gun held to him because I'm walking through the, I haven't eaten in two days. I'm walking through this countryside full of infected beasts and you're holding a gun at me. Like you're the least of my worries with the gun being held at me than everything else out here. That's been trying to eat me that he's probably been avoiding for the last two days. Like in all honesty, you're the least threatening thing I've seen right now. Yeah. I love how it cuts through and obviously Bill decides to let him stay for, for he's going to give him food. And he's in the shower and Bill like cautiously brings in a change of clothes or something for him. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I left some clothes for you because he realizes Frank's in the shower. Yeah. And Frank's just like begging. Can I have five more minutes? In the I'm sure he hasn't. Who knows how long it's been since he's had an actual shower. And yeah. he's just like blowing away. He's having or an a actual shower right warm now. shower. Cause that's the thing. This guy's got warm water. Cause he turned the gas on. So it's not, yeah, like, it's not true. cold water. So I'm sure everyone has, you know, as long as the pipes haven't broken, you're going to have running cold water, but to have warm yeah. water, that's a whole nother ball game. Then we see Frank sitting at this dining room table that looks like they're about to have a family meal at. It's very awkward, very much like how you'd be waiting on someone. Like I thought I had vibes of like going to like a, a girlfriend's house or something and waiting in the dining room while everyone's like preparing oh. the food and just sitting there. So I, I went a completely different way. I was totally thinking like, is this going to be Hannibal Lecter meets like, like <laughs> some kind of hillbilly killing family, like, you know, Leatherface meets Hannibal Lecter here. Like, cause uh, I mean, I know it wasn't going to happen, but that's the vibes I'm getting of this like creepy house. Dust but, I mean, everywhere. He's got, like the full serving plate. He's got a nice wine glass, a nice well, water I mean, glass. Look, he's, he's a sophisticated napkin, napkin man. And, but and I then, do like how he puts the plate down and he turns it the right way. Yeah. Like, so it's facing. And, and you know, Frank, Bill is, Bill is a man's man, okay? Like, this is a gentleman at the end of the day. He's got manners. He's got things. He likes good food, good wine guns ammo they all go together man come on but he comes out with this plate of food sets it down in front of frank and frank's like are you what the kid- fuck like is what he says what, what the is- fuck and he sets down like you said he turns it properly he's carrying the wine bottle he comes over pours well, i love the wine how he pours it with proper. the thumb in the bottom of the wine like like he pours it exactly the way you should yeah 
He does everything. Proper. And it's paired perfectly. You know, he has the right wine for the rabbit. He's very, yeah, he's very confused. I wish I understood that. My 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 dad's actually a Semignon. So, like, it's really bad that I don't know what this stuff is. And he owns a wine <laughs> shop and sells wine and everything. It's like, I'm watching this. I'm like, this would mean something to my dad. But for me, no, not at all. I'm, I'm, it's lost on me with the wine. But, but one I of those like things how, that not how- many people have. Frank is freaking out about how good this food is. And Bill's like, whatever. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is like yeah. incredible because Bill's like, I'm sure food tastes good to anyone that hasn't. So he's trying to give Bill all these compliments and he's not very good at taking them. And then Bill finally goes, I know I don't seem like the type. And Frank looks at him and goes, no, you do. Yeah. I think this so is I thought a- that was. Yeah. I mean, I think this is where they're, they're starting to understand each other more. And I think uh, obviously, there are some there are some vibes here between them more than just um fear like it was just fear of each other and now they're starting to you know enjoy each other's company and bill has not had company for so long and seems like the best frank is that guy that's going to be sitting here and having this conversation talking to you bringing that out of out of bill to to kind of open him up um, from from his shell because that's definitely the personality you have with Frank. And I thought it was interesting because Bill offers Frank more food and and Frank turns it down, but it's because he's actually full. Yeah. And if you really put yourself in this, if you're not a Walking Dead fan, you really kind of understand there was very few meals that they got to actually eat where they were full over the years of the show, and that's kind of the feeling I got here. It's like, no, he Frank is like, I really ate enough. I'm I'm actually full. I would love to eat more, but I I can't. Yeah, so, and the other thing is, again, it, it, some of the worst things you could do is overeat and make yourself sick because you might have to, like, be fighting some dead thing here. Yeah. Soon. And then and, what happens next, Ender? You want to walk us through this? Well, next? I mean, he's super excited and, and he really just wants to play the piano and he starts looking at um, through the like he's been eyeing it the whole time. He hasn't seen the piano. He knows how to play the piano. And he's looking through all of the, the sheet music that's in the piano bench there. And he's like, this isn't you. This isn't you. This is, ah, this is you. And he, and he does nail it. Like he pulls out an obvious song that means a lot to. Yeah. Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. The Linda Ronstadt song here uh, to Bill and Bill's like, no, 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 no. You can't, you you can't do this song. Like you can, you cannot sing this song. It was Um, also awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not good. (laughs) It was not good, but still, um, and then, you know, you have Frank sit down and he takes or Bill sits down, Bill sits down and he takes it and he uh, runs with it. And he's good. You know, he can he can sing. It sounds wonderful. And then they kind of have this moment together. Um, and then, you know, they they end up hugging and kissing and you kind of see like, hey, they have this relationship that's going there. And they and, and you kind of got that through this whole time like the tension that was building up is like they both kind of knew each other were gay and they were going through that and i mean it's kind of funny because they, they he, he still hasn't told him his name they get to this yeah. whole point and it's like he's like my name's bill <laughs> it's just well funny i do how like how frank said. frank is smart frank tests the waters and he's like who's the girl you're singing about yeah and he's like there is no girl and then frank immediately goes i know yeah <laughs> He knew, and I think we all kind of had that. Then they end up, you know, he's like, you need to take a shower. He's Frank's in bed. Um, Bill's never only done this once with a girl. And then we have the classic HBO 
awkward sex scene that they have to get in here. I mean, we didn't get any like male nudity here, which was really surprising. I was shocked we didn't get at least a butt or frontal because we yeah. normally always get that from HBO. They actually covered them up. They couldn't cover up the poor lady on the slab, but they covered up the two dudes. Like, come on, guys. So obviously, like, make up your mind. obviously you're okay with covering up some nudity here, but they didn't want to do it for the poor lady that's getting an autopsy that was infected. So, um, you know, they have their uh, scene, and I think it was funny. He's like, I'll start with some things that are simple um at that point so and he does say i don't have sex for lunches eating yeah. great ones so yeah, he i'm gonna says, be here a while if, if we if we do this we have sex where well, i'm gonna be here a while and it's so funny it is so typical of a relationship they they immediately go from the sex scene to frank barging out of the house i can't take <laughs> you anymore what is going on I, you know some years have passed now Frank is clearly <laughs> the woman yeah if you if you were to do the stereotypical if you're doing the stereotype here it is it is is frank has definitely more of the emotional uh side of things yeah, than bill has and um it's three years later and he's been, so obviously he stayed for longer than just lunch and he's banging out the front door like, I can't handle this anymore. I can't take you to our 2010. And what are they fighting about? Um, it just cracks me. If you think about the scale, the scope of what they're actually, the world they're living in right now. So he wants some gas to cut the grass and some paint to paint the house. Because he wants it to yeah. look nicer. And he wants I thought it to, to look myself, nicer. I go, sadly, this might be me. I'm set here, but I'm like, no, if I'm going to live here. I want it to look nice. What but if somebody see, comes by? So it's it's like it's like everyone. I, I think the world is probably expecting people to like agree with Bill here. I'm with you. I completely agree with Frank. It's like, look, the world has come to an end, but motherfucker, we're cutting the grass and we're gonna paint the house. Like we're gonna we're gonna at least try to, to make a- to live this life somehow. And it's it's not like you can't make paint. Like you can make paint from yeah. all resources they have around there, and it just it makes me laugh because Frank's like, "I live in this world, and we might have company." And Bill's <laughs> face is like, "What? What company? <laughs> we are not gonna have." Like, and and I do think I like. We don't have any friends. So this is this is tip. This is this is typical of. <clears throat> me more me than my wife here of like hey i'm gonna do this thing and it's like i'm also gonna open up the boutique i'm also gonna do this as well so he yeah, keeps he adding so all the different so things on things. that he's gonna do um i'm just talking about the boutique it's like why would we need the boutique we may have company and i want to take them there <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fantastic and the in the 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 actors, the way that they just play this, it's phenomenal. And this is what we were trying to get at at the beginning of the episode here of just the, the acting is phenomenal. We're, we're, we're not going to yeah. we're not going to we're not knocking the episode for how great they did delivering their performance. I'm just knocking the episode is because I'll, I'll bring it up right here. This is where they're talking about friends. This is kind of where you're, you're still. I actually started thinking about Joel and Tess because they were they're 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 smugglers. Yeah. So like like oh maybe that's what you know maybe they're gonna have some friends maybe they're gonna have move forward here like you know that there's a relationship there. Yeah. Um, 
And I love how Frank, as Frank walks away, feels like, <laughs> we don't have any friends. I've been talking to a nice like, lady well, on the radio. And Bill's <laughs> what? like, what? You what? Like, in Bill's and mind. And I invited them to visit. He just invited a group that was going to come raid them and take all their things. Yeah. So That's all Bill um, thinks about. We're having a garden party, as my daughter would like to put it. Immediately cuts to, to Joel Immediately and cuts to the garden party. It's Joel and Tess. Of course, somehow they figured out how to Freshly find these guys. Freshly cut grass, I'd like to point out. Freshly cut grass. Uh, no new paint, but they do. They're dining in the garden. Um, actually, it does look like the house has been painted a little bit. Yeah. Um, everything looks completely cleaned yeah. up. Outside, like in their fence area, like outside of it, it's breaking down, obviously not the boutique, but still. Um, and uh, they kind of go to Joel and Tess here and they're talking and then you cut over to Bill who has a cocked and loaded pistol <laughs> sitting With on the table, hand on one hand on it, aimed at Joel. Like, like no joke. Like I, I, I do not trust you. And it's kind of funny because Joel is kind of just like. Yeah, I understand you, Bill. Like, I get it. I'd be doing the same yeah, thing. We're the same. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't hold it against them. You know, he's but it's just like Tess are having the time of their lives. Oh yeah, they, he, he takes her inside, and 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 uh, Bill's like, no, not inside. Do not take her inside. And Frank's like, fuck, screw you. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? Yeah. Like you can't do anything to me. But I like how Joel's like, like you said, he tells Bill he understands, but Joel just goes back to casually eating. Yeah. And Joel's eating, and then Frank, you know, he's like, I would. But Joel does kind of, while he's casual eating, say, get that fucking gun out of my face. You know, he's basically like, like you need to holster the gun now. We're, we're, this is getting a little little out of strain, a little out of proportion. And and he does. You know, he he does. He, he holsters the weapon. And we're actually decent people, and they're kind of going back and forth. Um... But, but Joel does they, let they him know, him like stuff. he needs something, and and the big yeah. thing is is the fence. So and the, the fact that Joel could point out exactly his construction what he background needs, means that um, Bill respected that because he's not full of shit. Yeah, and and that goes back to you know Joel having skills. You know, he was a construction worker. He did. He was a contractor. Yeah. He knows how all these things are put together. And he's like, look, you got ten years on that fence, Max. It's rusting. I can get you aluminum spools you can spool this fence with aluminum and you'll be good forever so they yeah, go and down love, <clears throat> and like, he does point out not just your life but frank's basically saying frank's life too yeah like, you, like you're you're a couple you might pass first but it'll still be good if you're gone and then i love is they're they're going away because this kind of goes back to the first maybe second episode i think um where you can see tess and frank talking and Frank's like, well, if we're going to talk, we need to have code. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, so I was thinking decades. And he goes, like, 80s, trouble, of course. And she's like, yeah. And I was, I was like, that was the one decade that was, like, left off in that book. No, it had an X next to it. Or an X next to it, right? Yeah. So, and uh, she figures it out with him. But this is, this is the, the beginning of, their relationship. of that radio Yeah, code. so now you know who they're talking to. Like, hey, we're restocked. We have things for you. So this is who they're trading with. This is their their uh, smuggler that they're trading with. So they're making trips to and from here often. Yeah. Um, I kind of just want to, like, we're, we're pretty deep into the episode and, and, and kind of just kind of push through the rest of the stuff. And it's really um, just a beautiful relationship. One of the things I do like is he trades tests for some strawberries. 
And um, well, I mean, could you I imagine? Do, like, before they get to the strawberries, Frank's all running, all happy, go lucky, and Bill looks like he's about to yeah, die. Yeah, so he's trying to get Bill in shape. They're trying to do it's all this stuff. Three years later again. Three years later, and we're making jumps. So they have strawberries that he he traded Tess for. Um, you know, he gave him our gun. So again, like Tess is gun running and doing different stuff there. So it was just a little one. Uh, you know, just a little gun. Um, so they're eating these strawberries, and they're just phenomenal strawberries. Because yeah, I mean, finding strawberry seeds like it's probably super, super crazy um, to find that. But like Joel warned him when he left, raiders were going to come, and we get this group of raiders, and holy shit, was Bill ready? ready. <laughs> like. We got we got freaking World War Three going on outside of this, and and Bill's already up. Like Frank is sleeping through this, so Bill hears the triple alarm probably way earlier than Frank did, and he's out there sniping these dudes down. Man, he's standing in the middle of there, no joke, just like sniping well, he has no them. cover, bro. Play? Did you? But they can't see him. You they didn't play one video game. No, but see, here's Dipped here's some cover. But here's the thing, though. Is because of all the because of all the flamethrowers in the dark, they don't know where he's at. So you could be standing. They, standing. they, they could have no idea he's standing. It's like when a cop shines a flashlight in your eyes in the night. Like gotcha. you can't see where they're at. Gotcha. So he they they have no clue what they're shooting at. They just know they're getting shot. Now, of course, he gets hit because he is standing. Like if he had just gone behind the fence, he would have been fine. You would do want to take some. Well, cover. he gets hit because Frank distracts yeah, him. Frank distracts him. He's out here and it's like, dude, this is my battle. Um, but he does like, he thinks he's going to die here. Like he got shot in the stomach and, uh, Frank lays the bill on the table. He does some quick surgery to get like the bullet. Like we think it trying to get the bullet out of him because it wasn't a through and through the bullet still inside. Um, which is kind of the worst case scenario there when you don't have a doctor to get the bullet out. Um, but the one thing he's, you know, Bill's trying to do is like Frank, like call Joel. Like, let them know, like, leave the gas on, call Joel. The fire will get them. The fence will get the rest of them. Like, you'll be fine, but get Joel out here because Joel will take care of you. Like, that's, that is Bill's worry here is that if he dies, I have copies of all the keys and, and get Joel out here so he can take care of you. Yeah. <coughs> so then we've kind of flash forward. This, this part lost me a little bit here because it's a 10 year jump. Like immediately, and you hear in the dark, um, Frank's saying Bill with a question mark, Bill. And then I, and I didn't really understand a lot of what's going on here. Well, I think you're supposed to think like he you know, jumps forward and, and unfortunately the opposite has happened. Um, he survives the bullet, but it looks like um, and my wife and I were kind of talking about like we were just wondering what Frank disease Frank could have had, but it's some kind of muscle dystrophy MS or, you know, it could just be an infection that got too bad. That's, that's hurting his motor functions, but he definitely has some chronic illness and, um, is, it's not doing good. He's in a wheelchair. Um, he doesn't have the use of his legs. Um, it's not looking good for him, especially in this kind of world. Like you don't have doctors, you don't have medicine, you don't have all these different things that you would need. And he's really struggling just daily functions in life at this point. Yeah, he's it, it's not going well for him. And you can tell even Frank has just gotten a lot older. Um, just kind of run through here. It it, it, it kind of just shows how bad life has gotten. And it's gotten to the point to where 
Um, basically, Frank tells Bill, "I'm done. I'm 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 going to kill myself. Um, I have enough pills. I can I can take them, and I'll just fall asleep." Uh, and they kind of go tells him like, "This is what I want you to do. I want to have one more good day. Like, I'm not going to give you a speech on how every day has been a great day because th- there's been some bad days and." You know, this kind of hit me hard because I had this same kind of conversation with my mom like yeah. right right before she passed of, of this same kind of deal of like, I'm just done, you know, and it gets to the point to where the pain is too much and it's not like they have good medication like my mom did to try to manage it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, to the point to where I, you know, it becomes too much and he's like, you know, I'm done and here's what I want to do. I want to go to the boutique. I want to get married. I want you to cook me a dinner and I want to just fall asleep in your arms and you're going to, you're going to give this, you're going to crush it up for me. I'm going to drink the wine. I'm just going to go to sleep and it's going to be over. And you're kind of, and, and I think a lot of people will look at that and be like, I can't believe that's what you would want to do. But I'm, I'm looking at it like, yeah, if that's what he wants and where he's at, you're going to have to do it, even though it's going to be a hard thing to do. Yeah. Bill was obviously crushed, but he, you know, eventually does agree to go along with this. And they kind of, you see them kind of forward throughout the day and all the different things they do. And then they get to this dinner. Yeah. They get to the dinner and I think it's wonderful. Like they get married. They have all of these things together that they can have. And they have this dinner and it's the same dinner that he cooked the the first first night. And he turns the plate the same way. He has the same wine. Um, it's, it's, this is just a beautiful moment. Uh, then comes the end, you know, he crushes the wine up and gives him the pills. And, but what you find out is not only did he fill his glass full, he, you know, he also filled his own glass. Well, he filled the entire bottle before he smashed the bottle before he did. He did what Frank asked him to do. But as they, as Frank watched Bill basically chuck his entire glass, which is not something you know, a wine drinker would typically do, right? Yeah. I think Frank immediately knows. And he says, you put it in the bottle too, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, he's had enough to kill a horse. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think this is, again, this is having having gone through like a loss like this. I do know even from my, my dad's perspective of things when he's talking about that. Um, one of the conversations that we had often um right after my mother passed was especially for him like i have to find a new purpose in -hmm. life like that's what it was that you know that's what i did and we're not in the middle of the end of the world so like how do you go and find something else at his age too and to continue to move forward with that so um i don't think it aligns to the character that we meet in the video game but i think it is exactly what i would have expected him to do here you know what yeah. i mean after watching this story unfold and the relationship that they had and just at the end of the day bill still a hopeless romantic that fell in love with the love of his life out of a pit in the middle of an apocalypse and they yeah. built this beautiful life together and then and and that's where i kind of want to put it you know they takes him to bed and they fall they fall asleep and they both you know die in this bed and it's this romantic beautiful love story in the middle of the most darkest times of humanity and 
that's where I'm really kind of upset with this is because it's it kind of gives you hope and I, I did like for them both to die here like like it still feels like we ended this with all hope is lost like no one yeah. can be saved yeah that's even why old age like. is gonna kill me but but here's some things that happen of course we jump in immediately as as they're walking to bed it kind of fades to black and then you come back and there's ellie and joel at the fence yeah joel tells ellie to wait um they go through the fence and joel kind of has this eerie feeling of like okay something's not right like you he would have probably assumed bill or frank would have noticed them coming up yeah i think he would have hit some trip wire he would hit something he knew he would it probably greets them you know i don't think i don't think bill's one to leave anything to chance of like who's standing out there walking up to his house. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, here's what I, here's what I thought though. As they were walking up, I thought, okay, remember in the, I don't know if it's the end of the first episode, the second, what's going on, but they, I guess it's the end of the first where Joel had been sleeping and Ellie's figuring out the codes as they left the room. An 80s song came on meaning trouble. Exactly. So my guess is your weeks. That's when he, so you sent that music. Well, you learn that at the end here of so it was three three to four weeks before that because it said because they go down into his bunker and it's playing that the 80s music. Yeah. And she's like 80s trouble. And he's like, yeah, it's set. And I don't remember the exact amount of time, but it's set to play if he doesn't set it in a certain amount of time. So when they were walking out was right when it started playing, they didn't hear it would be Bill never made it to reset the computer that was set to play it in the basement. So it, you know, it had happened And Joel knows something's wrong when he walks up to the house and he looks at the dead plant. Like that would never happen with them. Yeah. Like he sees, this and I thought dead it was plant. interesting here. He's about to walk into their room. Yeah. And something's he, in front of it. He, yeah. He stopped though, because Ellie's starts making some noise. And then she says, there's this note, but it said to you or anyone. Yeah. So I figured that was anyone. I was anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but it came with this key. To whoever, but probably Joel. Yeah. And I figured I was whoever. Yeah. Um. Basically, he tells him the code. He tells him there. Um, this is kind of a really important thing here. And this is what I was talking about in the beginning where he, this is where Joel starts to, to realize that he has to bring his humanity back because he's he's in his mind he hasn't saved two people yeah but i and do like this i don't want to leave this one line out he says if you she's ellie's reading this she says if you find this please do not come into the bedroom no. we left a window open so the house wouldn't smell but it will probably be a sight then she says i'm guessing you found this joel because anyone else would have been electrocuted or blown up by one of my traps. She looks up at him and just kind of like, he like, is this supposed to be funny? Cause it sounds like <laughs> awful. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and this is also where he asked when you said, you know, he asked to see the bite again. This is where he looks at the bite again after he says like your purpose to save somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's when he looks at it because he's like, okay, this is real. And and Bill and you know and now he's like getting this from Bill of the message of like we have to save those that we love we're the same, and he's like you know what this is my thing to do Tess wanted me to do this I have to go do this I have to finish this through, um he goes out and he's fine I do love he goes to the truck and he opens up the truck and there's no battery in the truck 
He's yeah. like, mother. And then he realizes it's in. Because my wife was like, why is there no battery in anything? I'm like, oh, why would it be in the refrigerator? I'm like, that's how you would store it. He has yeah. it, all the components separate in to cr- make your own battery. So he has the sulfur. He has the liquid that you would need in order to build a new battery each time in order to continue to ride. So he can make a battery. He can get into this um, uh, spaceship, as Ellie puts it, because she's never <laughs> been in a car. He's like, it's a shitty S10 that'll get us somewhere. I'm like, hey, Joel, that was my first car. Is that shitty S10? wonderful truck <laughs> so they make a deal as they get this truck started right he basically says i'm going to take you i'm looking for my brother but i'm going to take you with me and the deal is you do what i say and you don't tell anyone about your condition and she's like whatever yeah. you say goes yeah and he said repeat it so that comes right from the video game it's not the same time when they do it but that is your video game real video game reference that and the shirt she has on is exactly the same as Ellie in the video game. And um, she also steals a ton of toilet paper. Again, yeah. something that homage to COVID. That, <laughs> take the toilet paper. And what's the last thing that she's able to get that Joel doesn't see? A gun. She finds the gun, and I knew when she was looking around that was the gun that Frank had when the Raiders came that was in that front yeah. um, spot. So she ends up taking it and putting it in her bag. Um I don't blame her for doing that. Like I would want a gun too. And she's 14 years old, man. Like teach her how to use it and protect herself. But at this point, then they go down and then that's where he says like the radio, she says 80s trouble. And he said every few weeks. So it's every few weeks you have to reset it. Um, So we know that it was at least a few weeks before they passed. Yeah. (coughs) So yeah, they would, um, they would not be the greatest smelling at this point in time. No, not not at all. So they basically uh, raid this house, build the battery. They get the truck and they play Linda Ronstadt. Yep, and they play Linda Ronstadt. Um, they take everything they need. And he's got, like, all kinds of stuff, like girls' clothing. It says women's shirts, small to medium. Like, this guy has, he went and got everything. Like, like he was ready for everything. So final thoughts as uh, they drive off into the... The distance so you as see they the drive, camera, the camera pans into the open window. Yeah, but the open window homage is, I think, going back to um, one, you know, the, the ending and closing of the story, and two, it's also the um, load screen of the video game. Oh, so like, is it? Yeah, so you're always at this open window in the load screen of the video game. So that's why they keep going back to these windows. I think is to to go. Um, kind of homage to the to the loading screen of the game. Plus, um, you know, they left the window open, and you see the picture of Bill over there uh, that um, Frank probably drew. And yeah, I think I think as a whole, again, it, it's this is this wonderful love story where I begin to really take take um, care of these two people. Excuse me, but um. They get ripped from us. Like, like they're yeah. gone. That's my biggest criticism of the whole episode. It doesn't come down to the, the, like I said, it has nothing to do with the acting, how they were portrayed, the love story that was told. I think all of that was amazing. I think the episode was incredible, except for the fact you introduced me to two characters in one episode, told me everything about them. You took both of them away. And that's it. And it's not like we gain anything um, 
story wise here. Like, like we just we just learned backstory and how we got a battery in a truck. That's it. We went yeah. we went five hour. We walked for five hours. We gained a truck, and we learned this. You know, had this mini series love story in between. That's it. Now. Are they going to keep coming back here as like a hub or a, a location or something? I don't know. But um, overall, take this episode out and have it stand on its own. It's going to look good. But I think by the time you get to the end of this series, you're probably going to look back at this episode as one of the weakest. Like yeah, in all honesty, I think, so. I think the critics are going crazy out there because you know, again, two gay guys in, in, in a film and, you know, the progression that we're having and things like that, all for it, wonderful kind of things. But if I'm looking at it as a critical eye of a, of a show fan, I think you're going to come back to this episode and be like, okay, this was probably one of the weaker episodes that we had. Um, it stands on its own as great, but as a whole through the series, I didn't really gain much. It's going to be forgettable. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think, I think this episode becomes forgettable as we move forward with this story and yeah. my, my own opinion. No, I, I think I would agree with that. That's uh, you know, I gave a lot of my thoughts at the beginning of this, this podcast this time. So I don't have any really closing thoughts. I kind of told yeah. said everything I felt. Um, I do want to give a, a shout out for those who don't know. Um, Annie Wershing uh, lost her battle to cancer, who was from what I understand, the played tests in the video played game. tests in the video game. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know her as the Borg Queen from the show Picard. But uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot, so of, a lot of sad hearts. Um, yeah, it's you know, and I think again, I'll leave it at. I pluck this out, cut off the ends, watch it as a story on its whole. It's a phenomenal love story in the center of a apocalyptic world that we didn't get enough of like we didn't get their story to continue um and and i think they aged super fast and you may not have needed that like maybe you made him a little bit younger so you could keep them around i mean he was older in the game but i don't know um i as a as a game player there's there's some things with that i know we're gonna go do and hopefully we go do but frank's supposed to be with us so I'm not sure how they're going to play out. I'm not sure what Liberty is going to do. Now, does this open up for them to bring in this brand new character? Like, we don't have Frank around, but we pick up this new character that's not even part of the game. Yeah, Frank or is it Bill that's part of the game? Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah, I keep saying okay. Frank. I mean, Bill. Um, Frank is mentioned in the game, but he is already dead. Yeah, like I mentioned to you last night, we were talking about this. I said one thing that I think The Walking Dead did so well that really threw off the comic fans was they introduced the character Daryl. And everything Daryl did, no one knew what he was going to do because he didn't exist in the comics. And it, it, maybe you're right. Maybe this does open the door for to give them a surprise character. That is kind that of there for things Bill's, Bill would have been there for, but also gives you the leeway to do whatever you want with as you move yeah, forward. So and you never know what their fate is or isn't going to be because they didn't exist in the game. So every yeah. moment could be like, are they going to die here? Are they going to live here? Yeah, it's it's a question mark that you have, and and it could go from that, but. Time will tell. Episodes will watch, and um, we got a lot more. We got a lot more uh, to come here. I think we got at least at least seven more hours worth of uh, content that we're gonna have to take yeah. in, and they got a lot of story to tell. This has been 
two dudes that game reviewing stuff. Today we were reviewing The Last of Us Season 1, Episode 3. I don't even know the name of this episode. Long, long day, I think is what it's called. Long, long time. Long, long time. Um, yeah, that's it for us. If you got to please subscribe, hit the like button, uh, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify. That's where you can find all the audio. Uh, again, this is all under two dudes that game. Now we, we centralize our channel to that one thing. We're going to be doing a lot of reviews for video games, video game movies, uh, video game TV shows, and possibly some reviews around, uh, different video game devices. I think James is probably about to admit he has his Cronus over there and he's going to do a review on that. Ah, uh, you don't have it? No, never mind. Thank you all. No, have a good day. No That's James the Third. I'm Ender. Good night.